Amen. God is good. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated tonight. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Good to see all of you here this evening. Are you happy to be here today? Praise God. If you're uh, new with us uh, tonight, we're glad you came. Hopefully you came on purpose, but even if you didn't, uh, my, my desire is that, oops, something good will get on you. And, and you'll leave better than you came. And that always happens. But if you came with an expectant heart, uh, get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, I tell you, God's going to work in your life today. This is, uh, this is first Wednesday of the month. So uh, by the direction of the Lord, a number of years ago, we started having healing services or healing meetings once a month. And uh, we continue on to do that. And that's tonight. So uh, we're in the right place at the right time. And uh, if you came tonight in need of healing in your body, uh, then you, like I said, already you're in the right place at the right time. And so get ready to get, get ready to get uh, touched by the Spirit of God to make you well, to make you whole, to make you strong. Here tonight, I'm not talking in the by and by. I'm not talking when you get to heaven. I'm talking here tonight. Right? How many know we don't need healing in heaven? First of all, if you leave anytime soon, you're leaving your body here. And the body would be the thing that has the problem, so no need. <laughs> and if you meet the Lord in the air, uh, if in other words, if the Lord comes back while we're still living, the Bible says we'll be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. So just like that, and our bodies become glorified. So if there's anything wrong with it at that point, it's gone, right? So there'll be no need for healing then. All the healings are needed right here, right now. And so if you've got a problem in your body, uh, whether it just started this afternoon, <laughs> or you've had it for 50 years, or somewhere in between, uh, then it leaves tonight. Amen. Amen? And if it's a really bad one, you know, really big problem, really serious issue, <laughs> good. I can't wait to be involved in, in, in your healing. I'm not the healer. I'm not the source of any life. Or, uh, but the Lord works in us and He works through us. And what a privilege it is to be a part of, of God's healing power and to see cancers leave and to see bones grow back and restored and made right, to see organs restored and to see body parts that are missing all of a sudden there they are. And uh, amen. To see things that disease has eaten away just like that, the Lord restores it in an instant, in a moment. Amen. To see a person who can't bend all of a sudden bend over and to see a person who can't walk all of a sudden they walk. Amen. It's just a wonderful thing. What a privilege is to be a part of God's amazing healing mercies. Thank you, Lord. If you did bring a Bible tonight, uh, then get it out. If you have, a, if you have a, a phone or an iPad, open up the Bible on there and, and find with me uh, the book of Psalms, all right? Book of Psalms, if you're unfamiliar, it's right in the middle, middle of the Bible somewhere. And uh, find the 103rd Psalm. Psalm 103. 
And, and I just want to read just a few verses, a couple verses here, a few verses in another place. And, uh, and unless the Lord directs us different, that will be sufficient. And uh, by that time, you'll be so excited, you won't be able to hardly stand it. And you might be healed already before I even get to lay hands on anyone. But uh, unless, again, unless the Lord leads us in a different way, He's led us in a very uh, specific way already through the Scriptures when He told us as believers to lay hands on the sick and they would recover. So we've made it our habit and our practice to do exactly that. We're not making these things up. It's not our idea. We're not trying to prove anything. We're just doing exactly what Jesus said uh, um, we should do. And the Word of God is what He confirms. Amen? So we'll teach the Word. Uh, then, uh, then we'll lay hands, again, unless the Lord tells us to do it different, but we'll follow the Word. Uh, uh, we'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Praise God. That's a pretty simple formula. I don't even have to be super smart to do this. <laughs> In fact, no one does. You, you may be really smart. I don't know, but you may be <laughs> not smart. I was going to say that different, but that wouldn't have been nice. Uh, you may be whatever, but that's not the issue. The issue is just do, I, do we act like God's Word is true? And if we act like God's Word is true, it moves us and motivates us to do certain things. When we do them, that's our part of the equation. We do our part and God does His part just like that. Easy. Amen? All right. Psalm 103, notice with me uh, in verse 1, 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Who's, who, who's He talking to there? himself. <laughs> if we read it, we would be talking to ourselves. You're saying, soul, bless him. Huh? Soul, bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Uh, we might say for bless, you could probably insert the word praise there. Praise him. Give him glory. Bless the Lord. Amen. Do you know that you can bless God? Yeah, we know that we, we often talk about him blessing us, but you can bless him too. I think I'm thankful for his blessings in my life. You know what? He's thankful for your blessings in his life. Amen. What is that? Well, a lot of it, he's blessed when you believe. He, he's blessed when you, with the voice of faith, will say, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be praised. Let him be glorified. When we speak with that voice of praise and thanksgiving, it blesses him. Amen. Bless, verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Aren't you thankful? The Lord has benefits. Amen. There are perks to being in a relationship with God. If you know him, he is a good, good God, but he comes with a full set of benefits. Of, uh, he comes with a, uh, you know, uh, an employment package. His car has all the, 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 you know, the power stuff, all the extras. Praise God. Forget not. Forget not. Why would we be told to forget not? Because we might forget. In fact, if we're told to not forget, I tend to think that we probably would forget unless we do something intentional not to forget. I've discovered that there are wide sections in the body of Christ who have forgotten his benefits. 
Yeah, I mean, this verse has been there forever, but there are thousands upon thousands and millions of Christians who do not know the benefits of our salvation, benefits of being in a relationship with God. He goes on to list. We'll just read the first two here because they're applicable for what we're doing here tonight. Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Praise God. Those are some pretty good perks right there. And so the benefits to a relationship with God are, well, that he does what we could not do for ourselves. I have limitations in regards to what I'm capable of doing on my own, by myself, without him. But I am to remember and to be reminded of continually that with him there are perks and benefits that I should never, never forget. And because of those, I can be what I can't be on my own. I can have what I can't have by myself. And I can do what he wants me to do. But I want you to notice here uh, the connection between blessing the Lord or praising God and the benefits. Uh, Why do we praise or bless the Lord? It is because of these benefits. That's why the writer is saying this, bless the Lord and forget not his benefits. In other words, I am praising God because of these specific benefits. In other words, if he doesn't forgive all iniquities and heal all diseases... I don't have anything to praise him for. Everybody okay? Now I know you can add other things to that list, but those are the ones we're focusing on. That's what he first mentioned. All right. Some say, well, let's just praise the Lord. Let's just give him glory. Let's just bless the Lord. For what? And many times people don't have an answer to the for what. Well, let's just praise the Lord. Let's just bless the Lord. Well, what did he do? Well, I don't really know what he did. Then you're praising the Lord without a revelation. Then your, your, your song might be just words that lack any substance to them, that lack a true heart of thankfulness. Huh? I mean, if someone walks up to you and they said, I just want to thank you. <laughs> Say, okay. You're welcome. By the way, like, for what? Like, what did I do? Oh, nothing. You didn't do anything. Just wanted to say thanks. Well, that's a little bit strange then. Almost, it might even come across insincere. Almost might come across as flattery. Well, what, 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 what does that mean? You, what, what are you thanking me for? Did I do something for you? If I did, let me know and, you know, you're welcome. And, and if I didn't, well, th- why are you saying that? And we're just saying, well, Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I just praise you. I just give you the glory. For what? What did he do? Everybody okay today? <laughs> If you were uh, to approach him and you left with sin or sickness, why would you praise him? Oh no. Everybody okay? (laughs) Meaning, here's what I mean. If after I came to him for help, I was the same as I was before, what would be the reason or the inspiration for my praise? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't generally sing that song. That goes, Lord, I praise you, for you have done nothing for me. (laughs) Does anybody know that song? Maybe we should write that. Lord, I just give you praise, for you do nothing in my life. 
Now, I know I'm messing with some people here, and you're thinking, I don't, I, I don't get what you're talking about. What are, you, are you saying we shouldn't praise Him? Uh, uh, no, I'm saying we should praise Him because of something we know about Him that He did for us. And many times we just say, oh, just praise the Lord. Just pra praise Him for what? What did He do? And he was intended to be thanked, to be praised, to be blessed because of specific things, specific benefits, specific uh, actions of his grace towards our lives. And when we have knowledge and revelation of those things that he has done for us, then from that place we give him glory and there's substance to it. There's power to it. It's real to us. As opposed to this generic, my life is terrible, God is all powerful and on the throne and he's done nothing for me. Oh, I praise his holy name. Here's the revelation, of course. It's not that he has done nothing for us because he has done great things for us. But if we don't know about him, then we're not in a place to really praise him like we ought to. Hallelujah. Much praise is given. That is given. Is just repeating words with no revelation, no revelation of God's benefits. Uh, this doesn't mean that we cannot praise him by faith before seeing anything with the physical eye. Uh, amen. It's just that we have a real credible and tangible reason to praise him. And our praise is tied to the specific acts that he has done for us. I praise you for and fill in the blank. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is good. Amen. Now, in this verse, we see something very interesting. That, the, that there is a connection here between forgiveness of sins or iniquities and healing of diseases. Or you could say sicknesses too. Forgiveness of sins and healing of iniquities. Most all Christians are very quick to proclaim that the Lord will forgive all your iniquities. In fact, most believers, if, 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 if someone were to come to them and say, you know what, I have really messed up. I have really fallen short. I have really made some mistakes. Do you think the Lord would forgive me? I mean, I don't really know of any true Christian or believer that would say, you know, I don't really know. I mean, this one might be on you. I mean, do you? Do you know anyone who, who, who treats uh, the, the Lord that way or talks about uh, sin that way? No, people say, oh, no, he's gracious. He's loving. He's kind. He's forgiving. He's so wonderful. If you'll call on him, he will answer you. He will forgive you. He will wash that sin away and it'll be as if you never have committed a sin before in your life. He is our loving father, right? And that's very common that people are quick to say that no, God will forgive you now. Why is it then that many do not think the same way about healing? I mean, after all, it is in the same verse. And not many times when it comes to healing, the people say forgiveness, yes. Healing, no. I mean, how many are there? There are many people in the, uh, who are believers who have been taught this in churches. They've been taught healing or forgiveness, yes. Healing, no. Forgiveness, yes. Healing, no. 
And, and they've embraced that. But uh, when, when God says that he heals all disease, why do, we want, why do some want to take away the word all? And some will say none, and others will change it to some, but either way it's different than all. And if, we ha- if we're going to take the word all away from disease, then we're going to have to take the word all away from iniquities too. Right? I mean, you could see how we would, that wouldn't be just to Scripture to say some, all, and some. Well, that all used to mean all. No longer does it mean all. We've progressed, and now all means some. Well, what about all, all sin then? So that we have to make that some sin. So I'm just, I'm just trying to be true to the word. I want to stay with this and not water it down with any kind of, uh, you know, denominational doctrine or experience or some kind of teaching wave that has gone through to, to eliminate a person's ability to believe in an all-powerful, all-loving God. I just want to leave these words alone, okay? I want to leave all is all. I'm going to leave it in the case of, of sin. And if you've committed any sin... Any sin whatsoever, I'm going to leave this word all in place for you. Not that it's really up to me, but I'm just going to, uh, you know, I'm just going to agree. I'm just going to say it the way it's written. But then also, I'm going to stay with this concerning disease. And I'm not going to exclude any disease because the Lord didn't give me permission to do that. I'm not going to take any disease off the table. I'm not going to take any person out of the equation. I'm just going to leave all, all. How many think we should do that? That would be, uh, that would be just to the scripture. That would be right. Yeah, that would be right. And, and, and so, and so ob- I know sometimes people will say, well, obviously not everyone's healed. Well, obviously not everyone's forgiven. Right? Is there anyone on planet earth that's not forgiven? Of course. Of course there are. But in neither case is it a failure of God to perform. Amen. And so what right would I have to chop up this verse? I mean, what would give me the right as a preacher, as a Christian, as a teacher of the gospel to slash this verse right in half and say, forgiveness is still uh, good for today. It's still right and true, but he no longer uh, heals all our iniquities. Is everyone healed? Well, is everyone forgiven? What's the answer? No, but they all can be. In either situation, the Lord is not withholding this from anyone. I don't know if you've ever heard this. I, I have, and it's, it's grieving to me to hear, so, hear these things. But I've heard uh, uh, people, preachers, say things like this. They'll, they'll throw in this statement, well, Jesus, you know, didn't heal everybody. How many know if you make that statement by itself without clarification, you could really harm people's faith? Because what, what, what is the idea that is left if you just say, well, and it's talking about Jesus' earthly ministry of three years, three and a half years on, on, on earth. They say, he didn't heal everybody. Well, that plants a seed of doubt into people's mind. They say, oh, well, if he didn't heal everybody, then I don't know that he's going to heal me because he doesn't heal everybody. See, that's a true statement, but it's a misleading statement because do you know what is also true? That he never turned anyone down. 
Do you know that what's also true? No one ever came to him and said, Jesus, I want, I need healing. And he said, no, it's not my will. It's not the Father's will. Or not, we're going to put this off into another time. That's also a true statement. Amen. One of the reasons he didn't heal everybody because he was one person in one place at one time. And there was a bunch of people around. But there were times when multitudes got to be with him all in one meeting and every single one of them got healed. Amen. And, and so we can see some of these things are, are, are normal. I want you to look over with me at the book of Mark chapter 2. This is a, a, a commonly used passage. I've used it in different messages uh, emphasizing different points. Um, uh, but tonight, just b before we minister and lay hands on people, I want to take a moment and look at this and show you the connection that is in perfect agreement with Psalm 103, uh, that he heals all, forgives all. And, 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 and Jesus knew these principles. He, he knew these were not separate issues. He knew these were not, uh, you know, a one a yes and one a no and, and something else a maybe so. Uh, but in Mark chapter 2, this, this is the story, this is the account when this guy who was on the stretcher was brought into the house by his friends because Jesus was teaching and there was not room in there. So they brought him up on the roof and they were able to pull the roof apart and drop him right inside the house. Okay, the only way to get in. And uh, when, when, when this happened, it says in verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. And of course, that annoyed the religious people there that he would talk like that. And uh, religious people do get annoyed more often than most. Don't they? All right, they got more complaints than the average person. Uh, verse 6, and some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit, you see, Jesus didn't know what they were saying automatically, but he had a word, of, a word of knowledge to know. He perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves. He said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up, took up the bed and went, into the pre went out in the presence of them all. So that all were amazed and glorified God saying, we, have, we never saw anything like this. And so, Jesus, here again, uh, he shows a connection between forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness and healing. We want to separate those sometimes. We want to make them vastly different. And, and we want to say, uh, forgiveness, that's easy. Healing, well, that's another story. 
That is not the case in the mind of God. It was not the case in the mind of Jesus. In fact, if we were to take time, which I won't tonight, uh, but we could show you many, many passages of Scripture. We could just walk right through them and show you there's healing and there's forgiveness right there. There's healing and there's forgiveness right there. There it is again. There's healing and there's forgiveness right over there again. And we can see through Scripture that there is a direct tie between these issues because from God's perspective, they are not separated. They were all dealt with by the same Jesus on the same cross. And when he purchased our redemption, he took care of all of these. I say all of both of those plus more. Both of those specific issues. So it's not strange at all to a person who is knowledgeable of the Word of God, the promises, and even redemption, that the psalmist would say he forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. And then Jesus came along and he's talking the same language. He's speaking with the same voice. And the religious people didn't like it. And he said, again, he said, which is easier? Notice he didn't say which is harder. Notice he didn't say which is more difficult. Why? Because neither are difficult. But some, let me say that again. Ne neither or neither are, are, are difficult. They're not difficult. So, well, well, well sick, healing, that's difficult. No, it's not. It's the same as, as being forgiven. If you can be forgiven easily, you can be healed easily. He said, which is easier, not which is more difficult. Someone said, well, you can't put sickness and, and, and forgiveness and, and healing uh, together like that. Well, good news is I didn't. God did. And he did it just in two passages we looked at. But like I said, we can look at many more. If you're not convinced, we, you, you know, you can study the scriptures and see that there is a, a direct connection there. Our problem is we've separated it. Our problem is we've made one easy and one difficult. And we've said, oh yeah, God will forgive you. He'll forgive you just like that. He's kind. He's merciful. Well, what about healing? I also got this limp. <laughs> so he'll forget. What about that limp? Will he take care of that? We should have the exact same response with no more strain in our voice, right? No more effort put out. Huh? Now, listen, there's nothing wrong at all. If we, if we were to pray for someone and, and we said, hey, everybody stretch out your hands. Let's all pray for this person. There'd be nothing wrong with that. Uh, but let me, let me challenge it at the same time. I mean, I might do that just to get, just for, you know, participation, get everyone's spirit involved, everyone's faith involved. We may do that at some point. There might be nothing wrong with it. But why doesn't anyone ever do that when someone comes to be saved? Well, this person's given their life to the Lord Jesus today, coming to be forgiven of their sins and, and uh, forgiven of all their iniquities. Everybody reach out your hands. Let's believe God. <laughs> Let's trust God with them and believe today that they are going to be forgiven. Hey! <laughs> and we all stir it up and pray a hundred miles an hour in other tongues. Why? Well, we're, they, they got some big sins. I know that guy. He, he needs some serious forgiveness. And so let's... Re mm. And we're really trying. Well, why don't we do that? Do you know why we don't? We have faith. Huh? And why do we treat other things different? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> because we, here's what I mean. We have made one difficult and one easy. When Jesus said, which is easier. In other words, they're both easy. 
It is no more difficult for the power of God to forgive, to forgive someone's sins than to heal their body. Honestly, really, if you were to weigh one against the other, which is a bigger deal? Forgiveness of sins is, way more, is, is a way bigger issue because someone doesn't go to heaven or hell based on a disease or something in their body. But I talk about eternity. I mean, sin makes the difference. So if one were to be considered more difficult, a heavier weight, th heavier thing, a more weighty thing in eternity, sin would have to take the, take the cake there. Yeah? But so if anything, let, let's start making that hard. Well, let's not, but if anything, let's make that hard. Anytime someone wants forgiven, let's all groan. Uh, this is a hard one here. This is a biggie. <laughs> no, but we don't. But we, we, we'll, we'll quickly say, we'll quickly tell people, yeah, uh, the Lord forgives you. Uh, you receive him in your heart. You've been met, blowing it. You confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you. Uh, when, when will the Lord forgive him? Yeah, like right then. And, uh, and we, don't even, we don't even sweat. We just say, it, it is. It, it, it's done. And, and, and the other one, we, uh, we need to act the same way. Because it's just as easy. Hallelujah. Amen. The difference here, obviously, I think we know. The difference, it's in us. It's not in God. But the difference is we don't see forgiveness. When someone's forgiven and someone's not forgiven, we can't see that. So what do we do? We accept it by faith. We take God at his word as if what he said was true. Bam, it's done. We go away acting like it's just done. It's good. You're forgiven. We tell people, you're forgiven. <laughs> Woo, you're forgiven. Yes. Well, I don't feel any different. Doesn't matter. He said you are, so you are. Are you sure? Absolutely sure you are 100% forgiven. When? Right now. I don't have to wait. Nope, it's done right here, right now. Yeah? But when it comes to healing, that's when we have a tendency to start walking by sight and not walking by faith. And that's why forgiveness on our end is the easiest thing because we just do what we're supposed to do. We believe God's word. But sickness, we start saying, ooh. Did it work? And we start looking. Did it work? What if it, were for, what if it were forgiveness? We'd say, of course it worked. When it comes to healing, did it work? If it is the exact same on God's end, then it needs to be the exact same on our end. And then we will, just as easy as the paralytic, be forgiven and be healed. And you could do it all in the same prayer. You could do it all in the same day without any sweat on either one. Because again, what are we doing? Faith is not us working real hard. Trusting God is not us striving and begging God. No, it's just saying, I'm going to act like your word is true. Faith ultimately says, I'm going to act like the Bible is true. If he said it is, then it is. Good, we're done. You can go bend your arm now. You can go walk. You can go see. You can go live. You can go rejoice. You can go eat it. You know, you know what you ever you couldn't eat before. You, know, you can, you know, you can do, why? Well, what do you mean why? Because the Lord said. And if that's not true, then how do you know your forgiveness is really there?
Everybody okay today? Let me ask you another question. I just have a few more, just a little bit more to say, and then we'll get going. All right. When the Lord forgives someone, when does it show up? I mean, if I ask the Lord for forgiveness of sins, do I ask now and, and then I wait for it to come? Might it be a few days before forgiveness manifests in me? Do I ask for forgiveness and then, and, and, and the, and the, yes, the Lord will forgive you, but it could be a month out? Well, that would stink if you're trying to get saved and you kind of had to, die, you know, had to die in the middle. I asked him and it just didn't show up yet. I know that sounds silly, but think about, think about what we do to the other promises of God. Think about we do, what we do to the other revelations of redemption. We put a time in between. But just like forgiveness, when does someone get forgiven? How about right when they, right when they ask? How about right when they confess? When do they, they, they get it right then, right now. Amen. And so with healing, of course, uh, these things happen the same way. When someone says, uh, I receive my healing, we lay hands on the sick like we're going to do, when do they get healed? Part of his benefits, he forgives all your iniquities when? Well, right then. He heals all your diseases. When does the Lord go to work in healing? I know it's done in Jesus on the cross, but when does the Lord go to work in healing? The very moment we say, me, now, I receive, thank you, Lord. That's the exact moment it takes place. Hallelujah. And so, again, I go back to, uh, I go back to the word all. It includes whatever sin you have ever committed. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't he so kind? I'm so thankful that everything's covered. Everything in my life that I've ever done or thought wrong, 100% done. And if that's the case, what if all, all, uh, all iniquities means all iniquities, then what about all diseases? That means whatever sickness is affecting your body right now, it's covered in the word all. Say it out loud with me today. Say, I believe that the Lord is good. And I will not forget all his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. And he heals all my diseases. Amen.